This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. Has been heavy upon his life. I want us to also put our hands together for our mama. Behind every great man, there's a greater woman. Yes, they say it's a great woman, but there's a greater woman. Praise the Lord. Also clap for the team of the pastors we have in the house. My father, Pastor Van, and the beautiful wife, and even our mommy, and all the leadership that God has used to sustain this great ministry. And clap more for yourself. I tell you, you are that great, very important person. Because you have come, God will take care of you in Jesus' name. Faithful are you, Lord. Faithful are you, Lord. Faithful are you, Lord. You are so faithful. We are saying, Faithful are you, Lord. Oh, we are saying, Faithful are you, Lord. Oh, Lord. faithful are you, Lord. You are so faithful. Father, we are saying, your mercies, faithful are you, Lord. Faithful are you, Lord. You are so faithful. Just leave those hands and begin worshiping because it's God. Imagine if He has left you to do it by yourself. Imagine if He had withdrawn His presence from you. Imagine if He has just given you a little break so that you can prove yourself. <laughs> Just leave those hands. You are where you are because of him. You are who you are because of him. You have come this far because of him. The little is still showing because of him. If not for his faithfulness, it is never by our works of righteousness. We look for righteousness, we couldn't find it. <laughs> righteousness said, you are not qualified to have me. But the ancients said, I am not standing because of your qualification. I am faithful, I will not deny you. And that is why you are still breathing. Just worship him in a moment. Thank him for everything he has done. For the things that he has not done. For the works he is about to do. He is a great God. Just worship him. For that great destiny that is happening in your home. For the things that are happening in this great ministry. Our eyes have seen. And we will continue to see him. Even as we sing in the eye of the Spirit, Vimite occupying his place in the committee of nations. Vim standing in his place of calling in this country because we have seen it. It must surely come to pass for the Lord shall hasten it. Begin to worship him. Father, we worship you. No man will share your glory with you. In our little steps, Daddy, we say thank you. Thank you for all you have done. Thank you for the ones you have not done. Thank you for the ones you are about to do. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Put those beautiful hands and take your seat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I must also thank my husband, who God has helped to really, I wouldn't say tolerate me, to still allow me to be his wife. It's not easy. Praise the Lord. Uh, if you have somebody like me, you really need grace. Praise God. Today we are going to talk about what I call 
what do you see? Vima is in the house, what do you see? I'm talking about you as an individual. I'm talking about you as a member of the church. I'm talking about you as a student, as a mother, as a family person, as a youth. What do you see? I want us to look to the, into the Bible, Jeremiah chapter 1. We are taking 11 and 12. Please, you do help us. Jeremiah chapter 1. We are taking verses 11 and 12. It says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I'm putting my name there, and God says, what seest thou? And I'm asking the Vimite, every Vimite in the house, what seest thou? What are you seeing? What seest thou? And I said, I see a road of an almond tree. Let's take 12. Then said the Lord unto me, thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. Praise the Lord. God does not have the responsibility to see for you. Because he has it in his hand. It is your own responsibility to see what God has in his hand for you. Many times we think, oh, hey, I know what God thought for God's thought for me is great. In fact, God, in the next 15 years, is taking Vim to some place. In the next 20 years, hey, Vim, we do this, this, that, that, that. What do you see according to the plan of God concerning here? Concerning your home? Concerning that little business that is in your hand, concerning your family, what do you as a person see? I'm not talking about what the prophet saw for you. I'm not talking about what the prayer warriors are seeing for you. I'm not talking about what the president of the nation is seeing concerning the economy. You as an identity, as an individual, what do you see? It is not God's responsibility to see for you. You must see it. It is your own decision, your own responsibility to find out, to see what God has in stock for you. It becomes the responsibility of every man to see for himself what God has in plan for him. It is when you have seen that God, God runs in to make sure that that thing you have seen will come to pass. He said, you have seen well, and we hasten it to pass. Where do you see Vim in the next five years? Where do you see your home in the next five years? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? It is only when you are endued with what you have seen that God will say, my daughter, and God say, I know what you are seeing. I will make sure that you will not hurry. This thing you have seen, I will begin it to come fast. I will hasten it. Because I saw. What if I'm in the church and I'm not seeing? What if I'm hearing the word and I'm not seeing? What if I have nothing to see concerning this place? Praise the Lord. So many people see only, they only see impossibilities. They can't see that, you know, the God of wonders, the God of victory inheritance ministry, can really endure those inheritance that is written concerning them in the scriptures. They are just saying, you know why? They can't say because they are full of so much impossibilities. And I define impossibilities as 
really hard situations, problems, praise the Lord. And I said here that impossibilities are, okay, it is my responsibility to break the, the barriers of impossibility, not God. Oh God, this wall of impossibility, until you see that impossibility broken, you have to see it. And when we talk about seeing, I'm not saying seeing with your physical eyes, praise the Lord. With the eye of faith, with the mandate of the vision God has placed in your hand, you must see that that impossibility is no longer existing. That is when God will step in. Eh, my sister, leave him. I don't understand myself. You know, every June I'm always sick. Then pastor will say, if you know you're believing God for your healing this year, the Lord will meet you at your point of need. Will that prayer work? No. You know why? You have already concluded. You have, you know, given the devil the, the, the certificate that every June I'm always sick. So even if the devil forgets, because you are seeing it, you are seeing your sickness by June. So if any ant bites you, <laughs> that's the symptom. Praise the Lord. But that will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. This night, because we have come, that power that breaks impossibilities, because we have come to drink from this great table, the altar, the fire that comes from this altar, will break every impossibility in our lives in the name of Jesus. It says, God is not committed to change that impossibility that I have not conclu I have concluded defeat. Hell, sister, how are you? God bless you. This, that, that, do this. <laughs> leave it, leave it. You know, I don't know why my own situation is tough. This interview where everybody, they go, me, I don't say if I go, <laughs> they no go, I don't go pass. Oh, yeah, now let me try. You know, some people, they have just concluded about themselves. Ironically, I was so blessed when our uh, sister was preaching on, on Sunday in the workers' meeting. If you miss it, you really missed it. When she was talking about attitude, she said, you have the good looks. You have the opportunities. You have, you know, God's backing. What is your complaint? Praise God. She, the way she was saying it, she was like, oh God. Is, the thing is just coming afresh again. She said, you have it all. So what is your complaint? And I was asking myself, you know, there was this award they gave to me. They, they, they said I'm nominated for. And I was telling my husband, why should I be a nominated, uh, nominated alongside Linda Ikeji? I was, thank God he doesn't know who Linda Ikeji is. Because he was like, what is wrong with you? By the way, who is Linda Ikeji? I said, thank God he doesn't know. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because I'm like, why should I? Look at me coming from the village of Potakot. And they are nominating me alongside Linda Ikeji. Alongside, is it uh, Davido or whatever? Prominent people, that's when I was... How many of us that will be there for the award? I'm already shaking. It's as if I don't deserve it. It's as if, but I have it all by God's grace. Praise God. Praise God. What do you see? What are you seeing? I want us to also look at uh, the, uh, Mark 10, 27. Because that thing you are seeing, there's something the Bible said about it. That impossibility that is making you not to see clear. The Bible says something in the book of Mark chapter 10 verse 27. It says, and Jesus looking upon them said, with men it is impossible. With God. How many things? Just the way people have an eye problem. They are seeing something it's like the thing is red or yellow. 
That is how some people, spiritually, they are, you know, there's more eye problem. And in the physical, men wear glasses to correct it. So in the spiritual now, we are the, what do you wear? Because there is a small eye problem somewhere. If you are not seeing that with God, there is nothing like impossibility. Then you really need this spiritual eyeglass. But I see God. I see God destroying those impossibilities in Jesus' name. He see said in Luke chapter 1 verse 37 that with God nothing shall be impossible. It was repeated plenty places in the scripture because of our time. I wrote here that understanding the impossibility has situations, problems. Do not kill us as believers. That the situation is hard. Does shouldn't kill you as a believer. That harsh situation is the roadmap to your success, brethren. Ha! We serve a God who does not make it easy, easy dance through success, carry go. No, 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 no. Praise the Lord. Ha! He will first put you in the midst of butter, but everybody will tell you, ton, 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 ton. Shame, 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 shame. I think, it, nobody say they go to church now. Wow, me, someone they go to church. Things never happen like this. Praise God. <laughs> he will put you in such a position where I'm telling you that is a way of life. That is for your training as a child of God. Even the unbelievers, with all the juju they go to, their own, their is tougher. You know, some people used to think that, oh, if I was a non-believer, eh, my husband beat me, I'll cock him in the bottle. Now you go and cock him in the bottle and the native daughter will tell you, don't eat anything that is cooked with red oil. Brethren, what else will you eat? No, no, tell me what you eat. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, the devil has a way of making, you know, he, he, he kind of mystifies things so that you would think, oh, they're enjoying. Why you are the one that is enjoying Praise God. You think they don't have issues. I don't know. Since I gave my life to Christ, this has been so hard. So hard. Try unbelievers. If I was a, an unbeliever, the way my wife behaves, eh? say, I be a gag for don't get side chick. They don't go tell you, say, every day, then they go take their retroviral drugs. So. They will not tell you that aspect. They won't tell you. Nobody will tell you, ah, say, as, as we they talk, guy, now nah, HIV, I carry you, they take this drug. They will not tell you. You just be envying them. Hey, today they are with that yellow one. Tomorrow they are with the dark one. Next tomorrow they are with... How, how do these people feel free to just be enjoying themselves? Ah, this Christianity don't cost me. Oh. Praise God. I want you to know that that harsh situation is the roadmap to your success. I don't know what you're seeing. If God be God, if God be God, I tell you, because you have come here tonight, the God of success, who knows how to do miracle for his name's sake, he will perfect that which concerns you in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Don't you, my time is almost up. Okay, I said here, yeah. and don't forget that even that thing you call impossibility or harsh problem or difficult situation. The Bible calls it light affliction. The day Papa was preaching it, I, I didn't want to laugh so that the whole church will not look at me. He talked about all the things that Paul suffered and said our brother Paul called it what? Light affliction. Oh, you don't have children. Oh, light affliction. Because you're sleeping the, on that bridge. Oh, it's a light affliction. That day he was narrating <laughs> what Paul called light affliction. I'm like, God, this light affliction is heavy. Praise God. Praise God. 
But he said in every way of it, there must be a way of escape. Which means that in the midst of it all, our God is too faithful to let you be consumed by it. He must make a way. And I see him making a way for someone in the name of Jesus. Quickly, how do we activate what you have seen? That is, if you are really seeing, if you are seeing Vim in the next 15 years, being so big and mighty, with many of us here becoming the pastors, evangelists, people that are pushing this ministry forward internationally and all parts of the world. If you are seeing yourself, you will position yourself. You will say that, hey, because I have seen, it will reflect in the way you do things because you saw correctly. How do we make it to come to pass that which you have seen? One, I say, take an action step of faith. You must take an action if you see correctly. I want us to read Mark chapter 5, verse 28. Mark chapter 5, verse 28. Mark chapter 5, verse 28. It says, For she said, If I may touch what is close, I shall be whole. No matter how God can never act until a man's faith, no matter how tiny that faith is, must be act activated. You must make a step of faith. Praise God. You must make a step of faith. You must take a step of faith. You know? And I said, no matter how small your faith is, God requires it for your miracle to happen. You see, when Jesus' servant say, Lord, increase our faith, he said, if your faith is as small as mustard seed, like a grain of sand broken into five, if you can even pick it, if it is as small as that, I'm ready to work with it. Praise God. Do you have faith? The worst thing that can happen to you is to be in God's house, hearing God's word, believing, you know, being the one that preaches God's word. Be the choir master, do everything, and in the end, you don't believe in what you are professing. That's, that's, the, that's frustration. Praise God. So you need to have faith that, look, this thing, everything you have heard about God is true. So why will it get your own turn and it will no longer be true? Why will God choose to be a liar for only you? God forbid. Why will it get my own turn and God suddenly is a liar? I heard that this person waited five years and he got a child. This is waited ten years. Even me as I'm waiting, that means I will still get my own like this person, like this person, like this person. Praise God. This sister believed God and she got her husband. She waited. This brother waited and he got his job. Why will my own turn now? I'm waiting and it won't happen. Who told you? Why will God be true to everybody and he gets my turn and become a liar? Is it possible? Ha. I don't think it's possible, and it will never be possible in Jesus' name. Praise God. For divine encounter to take place, there must be a human connection. That human connection is that step of faith you are taking. I want you to take a faith, take a stand of faith, a step of faith. I don't know what we are going through because we have come. I see our faith conquering those fears and problems in the name of Jesus. Then I said, avoid giving excuses for your problems, my sister. Come and preach. If I go now, they will say, I'm carrying Bible, no husband. God forbid, I will not go. Go and preach to the hospital. If I go to the hospital, there goes traffic. Before I go and preach and come back, who will welcome my husband? Okay. Bring money. God is requiring money at his altar. Hey, but this school I want to send my daughter now. In Georgia, it's so, so, so amount. In Canada, it's so, so amount. That means ah, my, whole, my children. Does it mean they will school in Nigeria? God is watching. See, you have one million excuses not to do what is expected of you. Come to church, let's do this. You know, one thing about the devil, I won't say I like the devil, God forbid. Then if you want to check, sometimes I will just tell myself, I want to pretend I want to preach. 
You know, if I don't want to preach, there's no excuse in my heart. Just decide, let me share God's word with this person. Hey, the devil will start flooding excuse, flooding excuse for how we laugh. I said, devil, I'm not saying that you is a lie. Praise God. Just try it. Make up your mind. Tell your wife, honey, let's go for evangelism. <laughs> the kind of quarrel that will come out from nowhere. Hey, hey, Holy Spirit, you self will not believe that such quarrel exists. No, I'm not joking. The devil is always full of excuses so that he can deny you from walking in God's presence. If you don't look for excuses when it comes to what God expects you to do. That thing that God has shown you you want to activate, the devil will tell you, lie, lie. And one thing about the devil is that he doesn't just fight and stop. He wants to fight and continue. Anytime you want to start, he say, okay, oh, you want to start? No way. But I see God destroying every power. Every power that is raising problems, that is generating excuses in our destiny. From this altar, God will destroy them in the name of Jesus. Go and preach. You say, I know Gekka. That's all. Those my mates, way 20 years ago, then go see, say, ah, now where your car? God has given you this gift. Come and use it. The church needs it. Ah, who could they pay my transport? I was reading the story of the girl that saw Leah. Praise God. My time is almost. The girl that saw Leah. That girl was in the forest for three months. And that three months, she was only drinking water and eating herbs from the bush before the military picked her. For three months, they were eight. The others died with their children. She was. You know, she gave, said so many things. But that, what I picked there was that, Ngozi, can you stay three months for the work of God? Maybe because God called you to do something and you are just depending on water and leave. And she was talking about the experiences there. Brethren, let us come out from our comfort zone and stop all these excuses. I want to tell you that a minute miracle from God can, will end all these problems you are using to give excuses. One minute miracle from God. That day, that is the day that you meet your partner and this problem of, oh, I'm single is over. He knows how to do things at his own time. Praise God. And I want to tell you, this trial is the last trial because you're breaking forth on every side. Finally, let me run away. I wrote here as my final point that keep the right company. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17. Keep the right company. <laughs> Proverbs, please give us Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17. It says, Iron it iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. And I wrote directly under it. I cannot be a daughter of Pastor Jonathan Imogo. And you will not see his humility, his kindness, his love and passion for God, his manner of approach, of approaching issues in my life. And I wrote Selah, because they think about it. <laughs> I cannot say that Pastor Jonathan Imogo is my father. And one day you are seeing me at Obanle, the way I'm saying, stupid woman, foolish man, God punish you. God will punish you. Idiot. And everybody is saying, Madam, take it easy, take it easy. No, it's not possible. Praise God. No, it's not possible. It's not possible. 
I cannot say that I'm privileged to be under this covering. And I cannot draw something from the great man of God that is in this house. Because that's the company I have chosen. You will not see his humility in my life. Every time I'm raising my shoulders, I'm carrying myself like this. And yet, Pastor Jonathan is my pastor. He's not my pastor. No, he's not my pastor. I'm just coming to church for something else. Because if he is, the kind of company you keep is supposed to reflect in your character. The way you handle issues. Not that if he loses his voice and shouts on anybody that it makes him a sin. A sinner. Praise God. But why is it that he's always controlling himself? And yet, I can't even attempt. It never even crosses my mind that I should. And I'm seeing in his company. And you want to tell me that he's my father. He's not my father. Praise. I'm talking of me. I don't know of you. Praise the Lord. It is my decision to determine the right company to keep. It's not God that will take that decision for me. Don't be, hey, go, I love you. This day. I say thank you. Hey, as I relocated, because I don't get all these experiences, I've seen them in Portaco. So in my office, oh, the lady with lovely smile. I say, oh, God bless you. How are you? You, you are not the one that will choose me as your, as your friend. I'm the one that will choose. It's my decision. It's in my power. Praise God. Oh, how are you? Sweetie, you look good. Oh, how are you? How are you? I enter to my place of quietness. You won't choose me. Praise God. I'm the one that will decide who my friends will be. If you want to fulfill that which God has shown you concerning yourself, concerning this great ministry, concerning the things that God has placed in your hands, I want you to know that you must choose who your friends will be. Somebody cannot just say, hey, no, I like you. I always like it. The way you smell, like the way you do, oh my God, I like you. Oh, come on, can you be my friend? You say, yeah. I tell you, you may not know what you are entering into. I'm limited walking on my own. There are people who have more experience on that road I'm walking on. I want you to know that God has placed those people for you to take advantage of their experience. When you walk with them, you have to believe in them. Praise God. I see God doing that, which only him can do in our lives in Jesus' name. We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30pm and Sundays 8.30am at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries, or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.